ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. Welcome to an all-new episode of The Payoff. I'm Tom. That's Jeff. Jeff, how the hell are you doing? How, how could I not be feeling good when we are we are officially, as of today, at least The Payoff is on the road to WrestleMania. A couple weeks out here. I'm excited. When's the last time you were this excited about the WWE product? Well, man, this is a long time. Like, I feel like it was attitude era. Like it's, uh, this is, we still don't know all the matches. We still don't know everything we're going to be getting, but boy, they are, they are trying to build the something special here and that's all we can ask for. So I'm, uh, uh, it's going to be, I, it's going to be an exciting couple of weeks here in the lead up to mania. It's, uh, I, I'm really looking forward to it. How about you? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's, I haven't, God, I mean, you know, you, you, when you say when's the last time you're this excited about the product, I mean, there's angles I've been excited about. There's matches I've been excited about. There's shows I've been excited about. But when you say when's the last time that you felt like you needed to watch raw, like mm. every week and SmackDown. And, and, and if you're not watching them, you're fl- flying through them or, you're at least, you know, hey, I, I got to read the results and see what happened. I'm actually curious. Like mm-hmm. that, I, I mean, it's been years and years and years. So, yep. you know, that that part of it's exciting. The other thing, too, is, I mean, why would this slow down? And what I mean yeah. by that is, okay, so whatever is going to happen at WrestleMania happens, fine, but you and I could sit here for the next hour and, and book out the rest of the year. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, what does it look like as Cody is a champ and does, you know, Roman reigns, uh, you know, lose to Sammy at some point, uh, what happens with Jay and, and, and Roman reigns, you know, where do we, uh, you know, are we splitting the titles? Or are we not splitting the titles? If Sammy and KO are tag team champions, well, are they going to like, be champions throughout the year and and have these like really high profile tag team matches that could main event a um a, a pay-per-view. Oh, well, are we going to do KO and Sammy again? I'm not opposed to that if if the rivalry makes sense at some point. You know, mm-hmm. that that could be really interesting, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, right? You go through all this stuff and I mean that's just the that's just the main event. And you know, you've so many talented women at the top of the card. That's going to be interesting. And it's just, it's exciting, man. Really is. Yeah. And I think we're, you know, if if some of the announcements, rumors are to be believed, I think with King of the Ring, we know we're getting backlash again. Uh, King and Queen of the Ring are going to be a thing. And so I think that for me, not only like I'm excited for WrestleMania, I blocked the weekend, like, you know, the wives, sorry, don't make any plans with family because we're gonna be on the couch all day. But on the flip side, I feel like this is kind of going to be the end of the like the Vince Triple H booking, because I think Vin, Tri- Triple H is trying to finish some of Vince's booking. And then after that, 
like it season resets here we go and so i'm with you i think the door is open to so many possibilities it's just exciting to see where they go and um i know you and i it, we we really started rumble kind of stopping reading as much as possible so we are surprised and it, it absolutely helps you know we enjoy the product a lot more and i think that we're still in that right now of like i'm not reading a whole lot and so i think you know seeing what happens where we go i don't know the behind the scenes of a lot of it and I'm okay with that. I think it's it's leading to a more enjoyable experience for me, and uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But uh, we we, we got to stop at WrestleMania 26 first. Yeah, well, and and, and you know the, that's another thing is hey, this year could be Edge's final year in the business, so yep. that yep. could be interesting. Um, the other thing I'll just say too is that we're we're in a much different. You know, it used to be the lull after WrestleMania, but you look at things now and you're like. Well, I mean, we're going to have another loaded Saudi show at some point. Oh, yep. well, soon, soon. You know, yeah. Summer slams in an arena or in a stadium. That's going to be a big show. Oh, wait, we have um, a UK money in the bank. Well, that's obviously got to be loaded. I mean, you go through it and you're like, there is yeah. no downtime, right? You know, and, yep. and hell, when, when a quote unquote B show like Elimination Chamber delivers like that, we may have 12 super cards this year. Who the hell knows? So, Anyways, yep. um, I'm excited to cover this one. Uh, let's let's get into it. Uh, it is time for the build. Oh, it's time for the build. All right, Jeff. This is one of the seven WrestleManias that I've attended. Okay, cool. So uh, just down the street from me, this was in Arizona, March 28th, 2010. Yep. We're in Glendale, Arizona, at the University of Phoenix Stadium, 72,000 in attendance. Um, man, a, a fun WrestleMania. A fun WrestleMania. I'll say, uh, good arena for a WrestleMania, yes or no? Well, yeah, a, a really good one because, um, you know, the views were above average. Some of the places they do these things, there's obstructed views, and, and this was really good. We were kind of 50-yard lines. We had, we had great seats for this one. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. It was a fun day. So Good. let's go through the card here. Uh, we start off with a uh, a, a dark um, a dark battle royal. How funny is this? Yoshi Tatsu was the winner of that. So can't sure. I can't say I remembered that one. Um, show opens up with Show Miz, Miz and Big Show retaining the tag titles, defeating John Morrison and R Truth in three minutes. Yeah. Not the what an, what an opener. Well, and, and I mean, now we get just banger openers, right? It was, yeah, like, uh, I, I'm thinking of the year where we had, uh, and there's been some great ones, but the year where we had Shane McMahon and AJ Styles. And I remember after that match, it was like, holy shit. Like, I mean, the, the crowd actually was down for like the match after that because mm -hmm. it was just such a hot opener. If you ain't uh, last, be first. Yep. Yep. Randy Orton's going to defeat Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase Jr. in the uh, in triple threat. Um, kind of you know blowing off that that formal uh former um group uh mm -hmm. 13 minutes they went uh money in the bank ladder match uh this one was gonna have jack swagger uh defeat christian dolph ziggler drew mcintyre evan bourne kane kofi matt hardy mvp and shelton so that's two four Ten. six eight i was ten. i was counting yeah oh my god okay that's way that's crazy to think yeah i, I forgot there was that many in that triple h <clears throat> is going to defeat sheamus 
Okay. Sure. No title, just, you know, and I knew they had a rivalry, but kind of just in the middle of the card there. Rey Mysterio defeated CM Punk. Um, Okay. Seven-minute match there. Then the 15-minute no-holds-barred lumberjack match. Bret Hart is going to defeat Mr. McMahon. Jeff, this was not good. No. No way. I wanted it to be good. It was not good. You could have heard a pin drop during this thing. I, I get what they were trying to do, but ugh. Um, then we had the match we're going to cover, Jericho and Edge. Uh, after that, a 10-diva tag team match. Leisha Fox, Layla, Maurice, Michelle McCool, Vicky Guerrero defeating Beth Phoenix, Eve Torres, Gail Kim, Kelly Kelly, and Mickey James. Three minutes. And, and, sure. and obviously, most of those women were supremely talented in the ring, but yep. just different era. Semi-main event, John Cena is going to defeat Batista by submission to win back his championship. Who knows what reign that was, but he gets the title back. And then the main event, Taker mm-hmm. defeats Shawn Michaels. Shawn's career is over. That's how we end this show. I actually didn't remember that being the main event. But anyways, that that was it. We'll we'll watch that at some point. So that's your card. Um it wasn't a great WrestleMania. It, it really wasn't. I mean, it was, you know, and, and you know, I, I'm I'm a Sean Mark. I, I was disappointed he lost. I I, I right. honestly, I held out hope he was going to win the damn thing. Um, so that's it, man. So storyline yeah. standpoint, how do we get to these uh, two Canadians uh, in a title right. match at WrestleMania? Yeah, this one's weird because you would think one we do have that Undertaker Sean match in about four or five. I forget we we do have that one on our schedule, so we're going to come back to this WrestleMania and talk about that match too. But yeah, it was almost weird the placement of this match, like kind of especially with the build that it had, and then to put it like uh, you know, sorry to say it, but before the women's bathroom match, like that was how this was there. And so maybe they did it there to, you know, keep it high and maybe they had higher expectations for the other matches, but to not, you know, it just maybe, maybe a shuffling of the card might, might have helped a little bit. And maybe if Vince wasn't so high on the Brett stuff at that point, but in order to kind of get to this one. So if you remember it, it was the bash in 2009, you actually had Ed edge and Jericho. Um, they'd been a tag team for a little bit, actually. So they had been working together uh, for you know, really about, I'd say about 10 months before this show actually went off um, winning the unified WWE tag team championship that night. And so um there was actually that I had a a little bit of time here. I was watching the promo before the match on this one. And this was part of what they were selling on this match was them winning the tag belts, but then also um, edge legitimately getting hurt, hurting his Achilles tendon, having to get surgery. And so he was out for a little bit. Um, At the time it was, uh, you know, they were saying maybe, you know, mid 2010, like after this mania is when he would come back, but it was actually Royal Rumble of 2010 that he came back. Now, after Edge got hurt, Jericho playing the heel on this one, um, uh, actually using his opportunity of winning a Slammy award to thank Edge for getting hurt because Jer- or Jericho was the one that was carrying the team anyways. And so um, 
you know, the worked awards proving that that, you know, the slammies are exactly that, but also great way to do it. Like if anybody can, like knowing what we know about like today about Jericho to be like, Hey, thank you for getting hurt because I'm better than you. Like I'm the reason that we were the tag champs anyways, like great way to kind of, you know, push that angle and do that. And so, um, and so he was talking smack that whole time, but edge like, and this was before edge came back with him. Like I said, edge coming back at Royal rumble, actually being the one to eliminate Chris Jericho in that. And then, Edge going on to win that Royal Rumble in 2010. So he had, at that point, um, as they had started doing at this point, getting the opportunity, either the WWE Championship or the Heavyweight Championship at Mania, didn't make it clear right away who he was going to go at or what belt he was going to go after. But then it was an elimination chamber, actually three weeks after Royal Rumble. Jericho actually won the World Heavyweight Championship in that match. And then because Edge had the, you know, the winner's selection, it was actually the next night on Raw, after all this little backstory of the Slammies and him putting Edge down, Edge actually challenged Jericho for the championship at or for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. And so I Makes a ton of sense to me. Like, nice little build here of just like, you know, we're a tag. We're going to hate each other now for a little bit. I'm going to win, you know, Royal Rumble. And so the man's going to get the push on this one. And so we will see what happens after that. And so um, good stuff. I mean, like you said, it's Chris Jericho and Edge. It's hard to go wrong. I, I, I yeah, It's funny. I was just going to say the same thing. I was like, you know, with, with these two in there, I mean, you can't. I mean, unless you really tried to do something hokey or stupid, you really can't have a bad storyline with them. So right. WrestleMania 26, which would be season 26 of WrestleMania on Peacock. Um, we're at the two hour and 12 minute mark, two hours and 12 minutes, which means this show was probably like a third of the way over. Um, yeah. well, no, this was this was before they this. This was like a four hour show. This wouldn't have been a six hour show. Um, but that's yeah. it, man. 212. You ready? Let's do this. All right. It's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. All this uh, match up these guys' careers over the past number of years. What do you think strategy is for the challenger edge in this match? Oh, the word spear has come to signify Edge's greatest physical weapon as well as Edge's mental. Looks advantage. young. My oh. goodness. Well, I was just saying both of them. <laughs> Who's the guy on commentary? What's his name? Josh, it's Josh Matthews, right? Yeah, I believe so. Oh. Yeah, he was he was not good. Um, hey, how how good was it with Michael Cole uh, ripping on Tony Khan? Oh boy, <laughs> the, like the little thing. Stuff? This is like I, I didn't realize it was such a thing. I oh, think that yeah. uh, letting uh, kind of Michael Cole off the off the chain. I, is... I saw I saw it online. I'm just calling it Michael Cole unleashed. <laughs> right that's what matt uh matt striker uh but anyways um it's commentary but yeah i like this is like i i wholeheartedly agree that one he's doing some of his best work ever with pat mcafee i think pat is only making him better oh yeah if you remember and i still for whatever reason this is st sticks in my head when you and i were able to enjoy our our day under contract at the performance center that one when we when I, at least when I was in the booth and they were they, they have like a little you know booth where you know sound booth where you can test and, and do different things and they had us call on a match just to have fun that day. Well, 
I remember them talking about, I think it was Byron that might have been there actually, but that was was say, or somebody was saying how like Michael Cole, you don't realize the amount of work he puts into what he does. Yeah, there's going to be, a, you know, he's going to say something wrong every once in a while, but like, so does JR, so does everybody. And so, um, but Michael Cole puts in more work than anybody. And I still remember that. And I think that's evident by, especially what we're seeing now. I think we're seeing the years of him perfecting his craft you know you really have to put him up there with some of the greats like you know it, it might be like joe like you know um john madden and some of these other people that you yes. know have been doing it for years and years and years and they're incredible and like you know al michaels and they are just like JR with some of the, the attitude era stuff, the Michael Cole calls in 10, 20 years are what we're going to remember with some of these matches. Yes. Okay. And, and I'll, and I'll say too, that in, and, and look, I mean, I was, I was like most other people where I was just kind of, you know, eh, Michael Cole's not JR and, you know, I don't love, him. okay. But let's, let's step back and look at this. You know, Michael Cole has had an insane work ethic for, mm-hmm. Are we, I mean, 25 years now, 20 years. I mean, how long has he been there? Okay. 97. I I actually just looked. He was a a backstage interviewer in 97. Okay. So he's been there 25 years. Um, Has he ever called in sick? Has he ever showed up intoxicated? Has he ever said he didn't want to go along with something has he ever said that he didn't want to train anyone else or you know he wasn't going to waste his time mentoring people you know go down the list my my point to this is you know i think sometimes fans look at things and go oh well i like fill in the blank i like taz more than michael cole well mm-hmm. Taz is an asshole. Okay. And I, I mean, that's okay. That's his personality. There's nothing wrong with it. But if you're McMahon, if you're Kevin Dunn and you're like, okay, I need to put someone in that seat. Yes. How good they are at the job is very important, but the job isn't just, you know, saying interesting things during matches. It's showing up. It's everything you do backstage. It's being a team player. Um, and, and here's another thing with that role that, you know, you, you've seen people talk about the hard part's not sitting there going, oh, Chris Jericho just slapping Edge around. And gosh, you have to wonder if Edge just is mentally exhausted coming into the- That's easy. Okay. Mm-hmm. The hard part is uh, M&M's is proud to bring to you. And oh, we're going to be right back after this. I mean, it's all the other shit that happens. And that's what Michael Cole does so well. You know, calling a WWE event. And, you know, the timing and the sponsors and all the stuff that they have to do. And the guy's a professional and he's Mm -hmm. virtually perfect at it. So, you know, again, I I mean, he's he's a real MVP of, you know, their company over the past 20 years. And, you know, somehow kind of flies under the radar. But I mean, the dude's a workaholic. Well, and, and we've always, we've all heard the stories of Vince being in his ear, but the other, like you just said, like he's got production in his ear every ten seconds. Oh yeah, coming back in five, back in four, three, two, and you know, and he's kind of like go, cut to this, and like, and then also like, and I've complained about it. I get that this is how they're supposed to call it. Like 
they have to like they're not even watching what's in front of them they're watching the monitors like and i don't they don't do it as much anymore but like it's got to be tough to literally be like in front like have this in front of you happening but you're having to call what that home is seeing because that's what you're supposed to be doing and so you know unlike any other you know, I, I, you know, sure, in other sports and stuff like that, they have monitors and stuff like that. But, you know, they're kind of watching what's happening on the field. They've got people in their ear, too. It's the same type thing. I know when we were um, – I, I enjoy watching a you know, Detroit Tigers fan or Detroit Lions, you know, not, not – not, or this was the Detroit Lions, and they were showing, like, you know, the, handing them, like, Post-it notes. Like, they had – like, those broadcast people that you hear on the radio have, like, 10 people around them giving them notes and research. Like, it's Michael Cole out there. Like, I get it if he calls, like, he says 1996 instead of 1997 and Twitter goes ape shit. Like, we do it too. Like, it absolutely happens. And so, um, yeah, props to him, though. Absolutely. <clears throat> really good match so far. I mean, just completely nonstop. Um, yep. If, little inside, if little outside. Edge, yep. If Edge retires without having been champion, you know, obviously – he had the the feud with Roman Reigns, him, uh, Roman, Daniel Bryan, three-way right. match. You know, if Edge doesn't win the title, does that lessen his return a little bit? Do you not care at all? No, you know, I don't. I don't personally him. think so. I think the fact that he came back at all is the story. I think that that pop, I still watch like, you know, if I'm on lunch or something and I'll still watch that return pop because I even enjoy the backstage stuff like that. You know, that's just absolutely insane. And so um, I think that's a, just an unforgettable moment that, you know, we'll, we'll kind of always be able to enjoy. And so, um, and I think that he, <clears throat> you know, when he had that, the, the feud with Randy Orton, when he came back to kind of put a bow on some of the stuff that had been happening, you know, over the years with him, I think that that feud just happened at a bad time because it was during the pandemic. They were, you know, they had that really, really long match at the performance center. If you remember where they were like backstage and it was like yeah, 46 people, people did not like that. It did not bother. No. me. I mean, it was long, but it didn't, that didn't bother me. No. And that beating the hell. I mean, it was fine. And it was, you know, they were all over the place and stuff like that. So I thought it was okay. And so, um, but I think that just when it happened, like if you had a crowd reacting to that match, I think it would have been a totally different scenario. Um, but it happens. That was the world we lived in at the time. Um, no, I don't think he needs it. I think it's one of those where I, he's telling some good stories right now. I feel like he's putting over, I wish that it had ended you know the, yeah. the or you know it needed to end at elimination chamber but i think that the few that they're having you know he, he edge is getting over Rhea Ripley and I mean, she's getting herself over too, but like, you know, he is helping and having these matches with these people that otherwise I think to myself, like, okay, what would Finn Balor be doing right now? Yeah. What would I mean, Damian Priest yeah. be doing right now? Like maybe you break Rhea off and there's the Dominic and the Ray stuff, but like we haven't seen Ray in a long time. So like, I, it's really hard for me. Like he, I feel like he is, he's doing the job. He's going to go out on his back and like, it's great to see. And then also he's getting some matches with, you know, Beth gets involved as well too recently. Like, you know, it's great to see that as well. Like they're, they're telling all the pressure on the ankles and lower back. Edge can see the world's heavyweight championship. Got the walls locked in. Yep. And just think the pressure Um, that's also really good. They're telling like, I think that he's telling the stories that he wants that, you know, Beth is helping people get over as well too, that, you know, he's, I think he's going out his way, which is really good to see. 
So anything else, I, I agree. Is there anything else you need or want to see him do before he retires? And then the second part of the question is, is there a, is there a natural opponent or venue or way that you think he should go out? I, I definitely probably somewhere up in Canada. Like, I don't know what the pay-per-view schedule looks like, but I'm sure if they were, if they could get, um, Something up there. I and I think just having well, De- Detroit's um, basically Canada. Right. Yeah. Pretty much across the street. Yeah. Literally across the street. So um the tunnel or the bridge. So yeah, I think that like maybe re coming back to the Randy Orton stuff, because we haven't seen a lot of Orton. And so I think that um, you know, especially after all the Matt Riddle issues, I think that uh that's one where tell that story again. You would think that like that would probably be a, a low uh, like a, a low stress kind of feud that the two of yeah. them could do. If Edge just kept saying like, "Well, he has said 2023 is his last year," yeah, and that's so, what I thought too. Because I was, I was even thinking, I'm like, man, if you feel like you have, like, if you want to keep doing this, I wouldn't even be opposed to like a rated RKO tag team for a year, you know, and and you mm-hmm. guys pop up, you know, uh, do do maybe a, a match a month type thing. But again, I don't know how much longer he wants to do it. And you still have to stay in shape, even if you're not, you know, right uh, wrestling that often. But I was like, that that could work too. I yep. don't know if there's any. I mean, you know, Christians in AEW, so you're. you're I guess you're not going to see, uh, and unless Tony lent him out, I mean, you're not going to see those two. It's a shame, you know, seeing those two tag together one more yeah. time could have been interesting. Um, I mean, because I think back, like what he had a lot of few, like Kurt Angle, but that can't really do that either. I thought I saw recently Kurt Angle's going back for surgery. He has some incredible matches with Cena, but he can't really do that either. I mean, that's a tough one too. Um, Hardy, you know, both the Hardys are gone as well too. I I feel like I'll tell you, I'll tell you one one thing. I thought for Edge was, you know, maybe you just uh, him and Cody shake hands and and have a match to see who the better man is. Kind of a baby face, baby face match. That would be interesting. Yeah. Laid him out there. But I I thought him and Cody, you know, do just do a backlash match with the two of them, right? Just. Get, give mm-hmm. give me one match. Hey, let's just see who the better man is. And you know, I'm not. That wouldn't be the way Edge goes out. But I, I mean, I thought that would be a nice match at some point this year. Um, yeah. I, anyways, just uh, kind of interesting to think about. Yeah, but, yeah. But I, is there because you asked me that? I, I'll ask the same to you. Like, do you is there going to be something missing if he doesn't get the belt? Um. <clears throat> well, there, there's you know, two to couple thoughts to that. No, I mean, I, I kind of, I'm kind of a mark with that stuff. Like, like for instance, you know, and, and really the, one of the parallels, um, you know, is Shawn Michaels return, right? Comes yeah. back out of nowhere, never thought you'd see him wrestle again type thing. You know, Shawn had a, a very brief title run. I would have liked to have seen him have the title more and, you know, but, but again, where, when does edge have that title run because of this Roman Reigns thing? Now, the question is, you know, do you think there should be two titles, two world titles? Yeah, we'll find out after Mania. Because if there's two world titles, here's the thing. If there's two world, and, and I, I was always a proponent of one one guy, one girl. Who's the guy? Who's the girl? You know, yep. it's Roman and it's Charlotte, whoever, right? I, I, and, and put them on both shows and make the world title mean something. And I still think I lean that way. However, what do we lose by not having two titles. Well, if we had two titles, Drew wins in the UK and it's one of the biggest moments, right? Mm-hmm. He beats 
fill in the blank, right? He beats Sheamus. He beats whoever for the world title, okay? And then Drew's your champion, and you get that great moment. You can't have that when you only have one world champion, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't want to flip the title all the time, and you're in the middle of this program. So, you know, if you had two titles, you know, Cody wins one night, but maybe Roman retains the other night. Maybe you continue to tell this Roman story, or maybe, you know, Roman loses to Sammy as opposed to losing to Cody. Uh, Cody has to be the guy. You have to give this guy the title. You have to finish that story. You have to give him uh, hopefully a long run as champion and just have great matches every every single pay-per-view. Tell the Rollins story again. Get to the other guys. Do a Roman rematch, whatever it is. But yeah, I don't think he ever comes back if he wasn't promised the title. Yeah, I just I just think you I, I just think two titles lets you tell more stories and, and gives you more free. So my guess is we get back to it. But again, this idea of one champion, I, I, I do love it, man. I, 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 I wish we got down to one belt and made it a different color and or maybe just went back to black or something. And I don't know. So. Well, and I think I, to your point too, and another way to phrase it is people aren't getting as many opportunities if you don't have that many belts. Like, yes, is there an oversaturation of belts? Yes. But also you're not, people aren't getting opportunities to challenge for those belts. If you only had like the universal title, if you only had the heavyweight, you know, the the, the you know, oh. world championship. And so I think that doing that, like, you know, Okay, so I think it'd be better if Roman only had one belt because then, yeah, you're getting some story because it does kind of get lost right now that he's okay. So they hold up both belts. Heyman walks out with both, whatever. Like it's a good visual, but like also, like, you know, there is a like, yeah, like you said, you could have had Drew win a belt. Like you could have done something like that. Like, and there's a lot of people that don't need those. Like Brock doesn't oh, need a belt. Like, you know. Watch out! Yeah. Jericho hits Edge with the belt there. Yep. A wonderful belt. Yeah. Covering. Close to the cover. Hooks the leg. Got him. Kick out. Close. Even surprised me, even. Yep. The uh this one too. I had I had for I, obviously the main event was the bigger deal on this card, but or you know, you know, arguably. Um, but I didn't really remember this match when I was kind of going back and looking through it. Part of it was, yeah, it's hard, you know, with Edge and kind of, you know, who knows what the future holds for him. I think this is uh um it's just a good match to pick, though. Yeah. Um, and of course Jericho doing a great job of playing the heel here. Yeah, I mean, I guess we have no end in sight as to when Jericho is gonna retire, right? Boy, the guy, he keeps putting out, you know, get, like we've said, give him a stable, let him, the stable get over, let him kind of fight it out. Like there's, there you go with the code breaker. I know Jericho uh, marches to his own beat, but man. You gotta you gotta hear that song at a WrestleMania one more time, right? Mm-hmm. I eventually I think that we will he will do the time. Um yeah, I think it once he is comfortable, I feel like we do have some younger stars in AEW kind of, you know, not even younger, but some people that can fill the void of uh, La Champion. But yeah. All right, let's get to the aftermath. Oh it's time for the aftermath. Initial thoughts. I enjoyed this more than I thought. Uh, this this was actually a uh, well, the story. There was not a ton of story leading up to this one. It was a good story, but it didn't need a lot. But then also, you got two 
just incredible performers in the ring. This was bell to bell. Like there was no downtime. Like, yeah, you had the occasional like sharpshooter, uh, you know, kind of hold or something like that. But otherwise, like this was this was nonstop the whole time. I thought this was a pretty good match. How about you? Yeah, I, 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 it was, I, I liked that it was just kind of a nonstop little 14 or whatever minutes. Uh, yeah, I, big, big fan of it, man. I, no, yeah. no complaints whatsoever. And I agree better, better than expected. Yeah. So kind of on this one, we got a brawl happening now. Your edge is kind of taking out Jericho a little bit or yeah. And so uh, kind of wrestling kind of pulled the top off the commentator's table. So here we go with that. Is that the Spanish table? Yeah, it's still there. So it's time. Um, yeah, so it's actually um, the aftermath on this one, kind of very quick kind of escalation here that uh, it was actually SmackDown, the next SmackDown after this show, uh, Jericho coming out to cut a promo, kind of the fact that he had beat Edge at this one, uh, but then you had Edge coming out spearing Jericho on this one. Um, but then, as we remember, the Money in the Bank winner of wrestlemania of this this show was jack swagger and so him actually coming out uh hitting edge with the briefcase and then hitting jericho with a power bomb so that jack swagger the smackdown after this wrestlemania is your new world heavyweight champion reigning for 82 days and so um forgotten you know forgot about the jack swagger title run but okay that's fine and so uh but then you actually it was extreme rules these two guys had i say the the finish to this feud uh edge and jericho having uh a match at that show it was a steel cage match so um yeah and kind of capping that one off and that one that was edge beating jericho in that so um Good stuff, you know. Nothing too crazy. It didn't really need to be, you know, telling the story here. I, I'm glad Jack Swagger didn't get involved in this match. That would have been annoying as hell. But uh, I'm glad they get let these guys uh, give it the time to breathe and just have a good match. And so, um, where we're at on the rankings on this one, Jericho number five in 2010. You've got Edge at number 18. Uh, the best match, uh, the Observer Newsletter, their poll on this one overwhelmingly was the main event. It was 468 votes to 24 uh, for this match. And so it was, you know, kind of, you know, kind of crazy in that sense. Um the I will say the so this match taking place immediately after the Bret Hart and McMahon uh, kind of oh. angle I guess if you will and so uh, the write up on this one the crowd was dead early here I think they still couldn't figure out what they had just saw previously first big spot was Edge shoulder blocking Jericho off the apron under the announcers table Edge came off the apron with a clothesline the first of the big matches to live up to what it should have been post match saw them fighting on the announcers table and Edge ran across one table and speared Jericho. At the end of the Spanish announced tables, tables, and they both flew through, flew off the table and crashed through a gimmicked barricade. It looked like a nasty landing. Four stars. So, Tom, what are you thinking on this one? They got four stars on this. Both just great competitors. Where are you going to? What, what score are you going to give them? I mean, I, I got this thing at a six and a half. Okay, I, there's nothing remarkable about it. I mean, really solid stuff, but. You know, in the grand scheme of things, forgettable. So uh, six and a half for me. What about you? 
I'm a, I'm a sitting at a seven because I was pleasantly surprised by how good the match was. So I'll give it a little bit more just based on that. But I think overall, yeah, it was uh, nothing crazy, tight little story. Like, you know, it, it wasn't, you know, anything that we, you know, we unmissable necessarily, but it was a very good wrestling match and just one where um, you just want a tight little story and a good match between two great competitors. This is definitely one to go back and check out. But uh, yeah, seven for me. So sounds good. Yeah. Easy enough, man. Good, yeah. good episode. We got a we're on the we're, we are on the road, man. I'm excited. We got a really good one next week. Oh boy, the next couple of weeks we got a couple of good ones, and so uh, you know it's, it's WrestleMania season. How could we not have some just phenomenal matches? And so uh, next week is probably one of my top three matches ever. And so I, I, even though it's a more recent one, I'm extremely excited to cover a little takeover action here, and so that should be exciting. And so yeah, just. Uh, it's WrestleMania season. How can you not be excited about all of it? Love it. All right. All right. As always, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week on an all-new episode of The Payoff.